Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Quack Report. Thank you for tuning in. My name's Carter, and joined as always by Nate. Well, I guess not as always. There's the w- one time, man. One time. One yeah. time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> it's just I feel like I'm lying when I say as always, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. We don't want to lie to our listeners. No, we're, we're very honest. With we're, we're honest people. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm joined this time for once. Finally, he <laughs> show- decides to show up. Joined by Nate. How are you doing today, oh, bud? I'm doing all right. Honestly, I'm a little tired. Uh, stayed up maybe a little too late last night. But not even... Okay, no, actually, it's not even that I stayed up too late last night because I went to bed a lot earlier than I have been lately with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I just woke up early yesterday. and I didn't quite catch up on all the sleep, even though I still slept oh, for yeah. like eight hours. So, Gotcha. Yeah. A little tired, but other than that, I'm feeling uh, feeling pretty good. So I got my was finally able to get my booster shot on Friday. Oh yeah. Uh, that kind of kicked my butt for a little bit there, just kind of like that groggy kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, feel uh, feel pretty good otherwise. So, or no, wait, that was, was that Friday? No, sorry, that was Thursday. That was Thursday. Jeez, I was like, no, Friday we did a watch along and I felt fine. Yeah. The days of the week don't even matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't so. matter anymore. Everything's just a blur at this point. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was Thursday. I got that shot, and uh, yeah, it was. But it was finally yesterday that my shoulder stopped being sore. So I was kind of surprised how oh, long that lasted. This yeah, time. that's a while. But, so, but yeah. Besides that, though, I'm doing all right. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. I was up a little later last night as well. I finally finished Hawkeye. <laughs> Nice. Even and... though it's been out for, oh god, it's been like, well, I guess it ended end of December, so two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I loved it. It was it was really really good. So, okay, um, can, are we are we going spoilers here for a second? It's been out for two uh, months. Uh yeah, I, I guess we can. Yeah, okay. Give us you... like two yeah. minutes if you haven't finished the show. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did you think about the big reveal of the big man? kingpin i i was spoiled on that which i was quite upset about son of a bitch <laughs> yeah i i came across it on um on reddit like as uh, the episodes were coming out and i was like oh fuck but 
I was like, okay, well, maybe like I, I just saw like Kingpin like around the time Hawkeye was out, and I was like, is he in? Yes. Yeah. And then there was a TV spot over Christmas time that was like a trailer for Hawkeye. It's like all episodes out yeah. now, and it showed the Kingpin, and I was like, oh. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like that's like the big reveal, and you're just gonna yeah. throw it on TV like it yeah, doesn't. Like, even it's like okay, matter. I get the series is done, but there, yeah, there are some people like yourself who like they do wait so they can just binge it. Yeah. I totally get that. So, and that's honestly like what I'm doing with. Obviously, it's based on true events, so it's not as big of a deal, kind of thing. Um, but like, uh, like the new series Pam and Tommy. Like, I'm waiting for that to just like be fully out, and then I just want to binge it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was good. I, he's not dead though. There's no way. No, there's yeah. no way. And I think that like that's based off of I forget what comic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do do that. Yeah. He just comes back blinded. Pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which makes sense. And yeah. there was there was the line that he said before he got shot. It's like sometimes family doesn't see eye to eye. So yeah, <laughs> that's either like the sickest reference to the comics you can possibly make. It absolutely is. So it, yeah. it's both. It's both. Yeah. I think which, so. Which makes me excited for Daredevil because then Daredevil yeah. and Kingpin are blind. So all of this is lining up so perfectly now because you had the Kingpin show up in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and then I think it was like a week. It's like a week or two I, later after that episode came out, mm-hmm. you had Spider-Man No Way Home. Come I, I out. looked it up. It was literally two days later. The episode dropped yeah. on December fifteenth. Oh, there ref- you go. Yeah, the one that referenced the Kingpin, anyways. Yeah. Um, and then so that came out Wednesday. Literally two days later was No Way Home. Yeah, where you have Matt Murdock, not in the Daredevil suit, obviously, but just Matt Murdock being a, a lawyer. Yeah. Um. Popping up as well from the Netflix series, and mm-hmm. um, now just recently as well, it should be in the next few days here. I think, yeah, I think we were talking about this March sixteenth. I think is what it is. Yep. Um, all the Netflix shows of like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. uh, The Punisher, all those ones are going to be put on Disney Plus. Yeah. So like this is all obviously it's you can't just call it oh it's coincidence, right? There, it's it's Marvel. They have a plan, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just wondering if this is starting to lean into we're getting a season four of Daredevil. That's the one show that I absolutely, oh, absolutely. love from all the Netflix stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and like I even used uh, some of that show for like a couple projects throughout school. I loved mm-hmm. that show so much. It was so good. Yeah. So I, I, I would be very surprised it. if we didn't get season four. Yeah. And also, you have the introduction of the Kingpin now just into the MCU as a whole, not just like the TV series and that sort of thing. And yeah. I'm looking also at uh, the end of No Way Home, right? Where you know, Spider-Man's kind of back to presumably being the, you know, helping out the little guy and stuff like that around New York. He's kind of the, yeah. he, he had grown into that traditional Spider-Man. We we did a whole talk on this after that movie came out. Um, so I won't get too deep into it. But a big player um, in the Spider-Man comics that started as a Spider-Man villain, then became a Deadpool villain, or not Deadpool, sorry, uh, Daredevil villain as mm-hmm. well is the Kingpin. Yeah. So yeah, you so have think, the opportunity for a crossover there of like a yeah. street level thing, which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely great. So there's a yeah. there's a specific episode, I forget what it's called. Um, but I think it's later on in the series of like the nineties uh Spider-Man animated series that mm-hmm. has Spider-Man and Deadpool teaming up. And some people thought that the uh like, no way Daredevil? Home, or Daredevil, yeah. Do I keep saying Deadpool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you can tell I also want Deadpool and Spider-Man to team up as well. That that's always mm-hmm. great in the comics. Um, but they uh it's like Peter Parker's framed um for like the Kingpin's 
doings kind of behind the scenes and uh daredevil is trying to go out and find the evidence while matt murdoch is representing peter parker Mm -hmm. so but then you also have spider-man and daredevil working together spider-man's not knowing who matt murdoch is or who daredevil is right and stuff like that so it's but like obviously as the viewer you know who he is so yeah yeah exactly so a lot of people thought that they was going to go maybe down that road with no way home uh, but because it didn't, I want to see something similar in the future, like some kind of team up for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like the yeah the crime bosses in New York or something like that. So I think that'll be a yeah. lot of fun for sure. Honestly, I don't even care if we get Daredevil season four or not. I would I would much rather have a Spider Man and Daredevil like team up movie. Yeah, that'd be so good. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think we'll see Spider Man like I guess relegated to the TV shows. No, yeah, there's only like, going to be yeah, there's only going to be the one TV series um that's Spider-Man freshman year. It's supposed to be a series like predating uh Civil War and Homecoming. So it'll oh, it, yeah. that'll be the origin of Spider-Man in the MCU, but it's all going to be yeah. animated. So I'm excited for that oh, cool. too. Yeah, so, that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Um I really liked Echo as well. Um Yeah, she was great. Like, just as a character and and the actress that plays her. Um I am probably going to butcher the name. It's like Alcana Alquana Alcana, I don't know how it said yeah. Alcana Cox. We'll go with that. Sounds the most right. She's actually deaf, like in real life too, which is and has um, and has the prosthetic as well. Like that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah, legitimate. That so which yeah. is which is awesome. It's great. Yeah, uh, representation that still stays true to the character at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a, oh they're forced. You know, you get those people who are like oh they're forcing this down our throat, and it's like just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I'm just glad they didn't yeah. like take somebody and be like okay you're p- playing this deaf character. Like they actually yeah. went and got like a deaf actress which was super cool mm-hmm. um and that was also her first acting gig too and, and she did great in it yeah yeah so, it was phenomenal yeah. um uh, maybe you'll be able to answer this i couldn't find anything on it but from what i know of echo she does like in the comics she doesn't have a prosthetic leg so um i yeah i don't think so so i think that's yeah it, the, so the MCU does the like to tweak the little things yeah 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 so, so yeah it's just i wasn't sure if it was like the actress just had a prosthetic leg and was like, mm-hmm. I, I want to like show people that you can have a prosthetic and like still do this. Or if it was like they were taking that from the comics and they were like, wow, we found a Native American deaf actress with a prosthetic leg. Like, yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we hit the jackpot. Yeah, no, I, this is I, exactly what we need. But I don't think in the comics they have a she has a prosthetic. I could be wrong on yeah. that, though. Echo's not a character I'm as familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to get a lot more familiar with the MCU version of her, at least, because she also has a TV series that's going to be coming out on Disney+. Yeah. Plus too. So. That's going to be awesome. I hope that's Kingpin be... comes back in that yeah. as well. Because that, that whole dynamic, even though we only got it for like a single episode, is super interesting. Yeah, exactly. Between um, Echo and Kingpin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, you have the lead cast in Jeremy Renner, who... I absolutely love Jeremy Renner. And mm-hmm. I saw a thing that was like, fun fact, the Avengers only win if Hawkeye is fighting. So why is everybody saying he's trash? And it goes through and like shows like each battle and if Hawkeye was involved and what the outcome was. And mm-hmm. sure enough, every fight in like that the Avengers are a part of that Hawkeye's not in, they lose. Mm-hmm. So Hawkeye is fucking awesome. Uh, and Haley Seinfeld as well did awesome in this as mm-hmm. well as, uh, as Kate Bishop. So... Absolutely love yeah. her. I know uh, James over on the Barnburner Hockey Podcast is a big Haley Steinfeld set, uh, stand. So mm-hmm. um, he, I know he was just giddy 
pretty much over the entire series. So yeah, but, like that that is his big celebrity crush. So yeah, no, that's good. But, I think yeah. there was a good send off for Hawkeye as well. In like just yeah, as a whole. Like I don't think we'll see like Clint Barton, um, Hawkeye ever again. I, I think mean, more maybe in, like, like an advisory or mode or like an advisory. I, I don't even think that. Like, I honestly I think, think so. he's just done. He's like, th- like this six, these six episodes were like, okay, I've given you everything you need to know to like be able to be Hawkeye, and like she's gonna be yeah. her own Hawkeye, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I think now when Hawkeye appears in any MCU project, it's gonna be Kate Bishop, and then okay. Jeremy Renner is just gonna be like sipping margaritas on the moon with <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury. <laughs> okay, but that I would pay to see. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, that was a little yeah, bit longer than I, yeah. Longer than a couple of minutes. Yeah. More like more like ten, but we're good. We're back. Yeah. Spoiler free. <laughs> I guess I guess the first two minutes were really the spoiler stuff talking about that guy. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then after that it was just talking about actors and actresses in it. So but yeah, I thought it was a great TV series and um was uh not that I didn't think it was gonna be enjoyable, but it was more enjoyable than I anticipated it being actually. So yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of things that are more enjoyable than we anticipated. <laughs> Ducks actually made a game out of this against the Golden Knights. So, yeah. Um, it, for a while there, it looked like we were just going to get shelled and lit the fuck up for like 20 goals. Um, I didn't familiar. have to cheer Go Knights Go on the uh, <laughs> on the watch along that we did on Friday, which was super fun. Yeah, but thank you I'm to everybody who uh, who tuned in for that. That was a that was a lot of fun to do. So, yeah, yeah, I said I was going to cheer Go Knights Go if they scored a sixth goal, and they didn't. So that was didn't fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Ducks rallied late and uh, unfortunately just couldn't go all the way. But it was uh, it, it was definitely interesting. So. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, it was a it was a great game to to watch. Obviously, you'd hope for a better outcome at least for uh, from the Ducks' standpoint mm-hmm. against a division rival that we you know we we need to get some points against. It's it's kind of starting to look really bleak at this point. So keep yeah. talking about how that uh, game on the tenth against Nashville is kind of like that end point. I think of we're gonna kind of figure out what we're trying to do here. So mm-hmm. um, and it's. Yeah, it, it's not looking great. Um, we are recording this, bef- by the way, before uh, the Ducks play the San Jose Sharks, so we won't be talking about that game uh, today. Um, so when I'm looking at, when I'm reading off the stats here and or the standings, this is before that game, so obviously mm-hmm. things can change. Uh, but the Anaheim Ducks are currently three spots outside of the wild card. Edmonton and Vancouver are both ahead currently. Um, the Ducks played have played 57 games and have 61 points currently for a 535 points percentage. Mm-hmm. So Vancouver is sitting at a 544 with the same amount of games played, just have the the two more wins there. And uh, the Edmonton Oilers are just sitting outside the wild card spot there, 56 games played with 64 points. So okay. I didn't think Vancouver was coming up that hot, but I mean, like I know they've I been so. on a bit of a streak. Um, uh, seven so. three and zero oh in their last ten. Oh damn, yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah, um, I, I don't. I feel like they haven't played like high quality opponents, but I could be wrong. No, but they are going to be All coming right. in, uh, coming against those guys here soon. So Vancouver's yeah. situation might change a little bit here. So, but we'll have to see. They are they have won two in a row so far. Um, 
or like they're on a two game win streak currently. They're going to be facing Montreal yeah. next. Um, yeah, seven three and zero. You have Edmonton at five four and one in the last ten, but then you have us at three six and one. Yeah, you're not going to make the playoffs if you're if you're doing that, guys. Like yeah. I, I know it's it's easier said than done and stuff like that. I get it, yeah. and really, we if this is kind of the end already. You had a good run, at least, right? We saw a lot yeah. of improvement. Improvement from like last that. year, which is what it's, we were it's looking not, for. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it is, it is in a way, a win of a season. Would have yeah. been nice for the postseason. We haven't been there in four years. Yeah, sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, that, that'll that come eventually. So yeah. It just think, sucks because, like, the beginning of the season gave us so much hope. We were like, yeah. oh, fuck, is this team, like, way better than we thought it was? And then and it was like, like no, okay, they were just we're, overperforming a little bit. It was bit. like, okay, we'll wait until Thanksgiving and see. Okay, they're they're still doing pretty good. All right, let's wait till Christmas. Okay, they're still doing all right. I'll start. Uh, no, no, now we're really starting to shit the bed. Yeah. So, so it, it was just too much hope at the beginning of the season, I think. Yeah. But if you go back and listen to our first few episodes on the season, our, our expectations were pretty, pretty low. low, and they're <laughs> it's right now they're like just average. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but you so know really what? Though? You know what though? If we do happen to make the playoffs, I will come back. I will clip this part of this show. And ream the fuck out of myself. So <laughs> we're just trying to we're, we're trying to do a little bit of re- reverse psychology on the hockey gods, you know. Yeah. We're March saying 6th, like, oh, if the ducks don't make fucking playoffs. idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we got a couple notes here on the game. Um, I'll I'll let you start with a couple of years here if you want. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, taking a look at that first Silverberg goal, I think it just shows that, yeah, sometimes you just have to throw it on the net, right? You can't mm-hmm. be looking, obviously, for uh, all of the perfect passes, the perfect opportunities to shoot and stuff like that. Sometimes you just got to throw it on and see what happens. And, yeah, uh, yeah Silverberg's goal was a perfect example of that, literally throwing it from, like, the goal line pretty well mm-hmm. and just, you know, habit to bank it in. So, and that's that's always a, a struggle with goaltending as well. Is like, okay, you don't have to be in the, in the reverse VH where, like, they're on their knee kind of hugging up against the post, right? Um, mm-hmm. In situations like that, they're nor- it feels like they normally say, like, hey, stand on your feet and just kind of wait for it to get closer, and then you can drop down to protect down low and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah it's just a just a chance that worked out for us there, really. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I, I mean, from the goalie's perspective, like, that's not a shot you're expecting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah, like, no, nobody's just making that shot on purpose. Like, you, you give Silverberg, I don't know, 40 attempts he, he maybe hits it one more time but like I, I don't know it's just not one of those things that you're you can prepare for it's it's mm-hmm. it's luck <laughs> honestly that's what it is so yeah exactly and that's uh i'm trying to see how long that's here game logs here we go when was silverberg silverberg's last goal was january 26th against the toronto maple leafs so yeah, he's been he's, due been for one for a while. Sporadic, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say that's the first time I've worn my Silverberg jersey to watch a game in a, in a long time. So maybe I need to wear it a little bit more often. Maybe that's the reason. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, what else yeah, we got here? We can we can stay with the positives and then we can talk about the yeah negatives, sure I think yeah um I want to talk about another goal that goal by Terry holy shit another down by the goal line one. Mm-hmm. Goes outside, inside, outside, backhand, top corner, like with his foot almost along the goal line. Still, mm-hmm. hands. Oh, absolutely. That's 
That's just been hands. the best part about Troy Terry this season is just watching his hands and like how there is he's, it's actually leading to goals. Like we've seen his mm-hmm. hands before, but it's always been like you know rookie hands where you try something cool and it just doesn't always work. Like yeah. kind of where Zegris is at now. Like he's tried the Michigan moves like a couple times before he put it in and it just like wasn't quite there. But you could see the potential. Yeah. Um, now with, with Troy Terry, it's like no, this this guy's like peak performance now. Yeah, this is where we're at. So yeah, that was a that was a great goal, and that was such a fun one to watch live as well. I know I was freaking out and oh, stuff yeah. like that on the live stream. So it was, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. to watch that goal for yeah, sure. So because that was the five four goal, was it not? I believe so. Let me just double check yeah. here. So that was like, oh fuck, we might actually we have a chance here. Holy thing. shit! Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, that was that was the five four goal. Okay. Yeah. On the so, power play. Yeah. So that that was a big goal, and it, it was so so silky smooth too. So yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that was awesome to watch. Uh, what else do we have for positives here? Um. Oh. Okay. Well, that's about it. Um. I guess there is one more here. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um. So I have written here just like it's the time for stats and the eye test to not match up. Um. Yeah. I've been hammering on John Gibson, I know, lately in terms of his on-ice play and his numbers over the last little while. The the advanced analytics have not been looking good for him, right? We're t- we're normally seeing him in like the minus two and a half goal save above expected, which is not good at all. You're not going to win too many games if your goalies are performing like that. Yeah. During this game, John Gibson had an expected goals against of 1.9, so just under two goals. We'll, we'll round it. We'll say two goals. Mm-hmm. And he had the five against for a negative 3.09 goal save above expected for the night. Normally, you look at that and go, wow, that's really not good. What the hell happened there? Um, but going through uh, the game again, there wasn't really... Wasn't too many of those. I really any of them i don't think that i watch that and go that's on gibson no there are either point blank chances or defensive collapses yeah uh just call me dr seuss that was yeah it's it's showing there's there was two danger uh two low danger goals against two medium and one high out of like the five right yeah um but even then like those low danger shot attempts i don't exactly blame those ones on Gibson, to be honest with you, because we were talking about this on uh, that broadcast on Friday, as well as we've talked about it for a while. What have the Ducks defense not been doing? (laughs) Everything? I don't know. Okay, yeah, sure. I'm looking for specifics (laughs) here, which are just, you know, coverage and moving guys out of the out of the net front. Mm -hmm. Right. All of those goals pretty well came from that from those opportunities. Yeah. So, like the farthest one here, I'll see if I can. Yeah, here, let's pull up the uh, the sh- the uh, the shot sheet here because you know mm-hmm. I like to do that. Uh, I'll share my screen, and this is why you should be watching us on YouTube or Twitch, so you can see what we're looking at here and what we're mm-hmm. showing. And while you're there, you might as well give a like on the uh, the video and give us a yeah. subscribe so that you uh, are notified when we, you know, drop the uh, the new videos. There you go. So this is the farthest goal out here, which was uh, the Hutton goal um, in, oh, the thir- the, in, the, that, in the first period there. That was the first one, yeah, where yeah. he was alone in the slot. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. That's the farthest out goal. Otherwise, you have one from the circle there. Uh, there's two right at the crease and another one just outside, like just in the slot there as well. Yeah. So, like, which again was a point blank shot. Yeah. Like, no. All all great chances for Vegas, realistically, right? Like, yeah. That's exactly where everybody's telling you to shoot. But at the same time, um, you know, from the duck side, is hey, you're not supposed to let them shoot in here. And mm-hmm. do it as easily as they did in that game. This could have been a completely different game as well. You know, you can talk about posts and everything like that all you want. I think we hit like three or four that game. It, it really yeah. could have been a different game, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, just while you got this up here as well, yeah. Um, I, I, during the broadcast, I was really harping on the amount of shots that we were giving up, like just in comparison to how many we were getting. But actually, looking at the map, there's a lot of shots from just. Uh, on on Vegas's side, just from the the blue line, essentially. Yeah. And so, like, pretty low danger. Like, yeah, you don't want to give up too many of those, but especially with how bad we are at leaving guys in front of the net. But none of those led to goals. They were pretty easy saves, or they were blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at our side. There's a lot of chances from right in front of the net. There's some chances from in the slot, um, kind of in that home plate area, in in the circles a little bit. Very little from the top of I guess the blue line, which is, I mean, I would like to see a little bit more chances coming from up there. But it, mm. overall, like it's, the, in terms of scoring chances, there's not a lot to be upset about. No, I, either yeah, given up or that we got. Like, yeah, we gave up a t- few too many chances, maybe, but the vast majority of them weren't bad, and we got a lot of good chances. So, yeah, and. It's it doesn't look as bad, I guess, for like the clearing out aspect. But the thing is, is when we do, when we decide not to clear out guys, that sort of thing, it hurts us. Yeah, you, and I you can't even say, oh, it's on the power play because we blanked the Vegas Golden Knights on their power play. Yeah, our penalty kill went four for four, so you can't blame it on that by any means. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just gotta keep working at clearing guys out there. I, I get that it'll happen from time to time when if but when it feels yeah. this consistent, there's an issue. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, but, and realistically, if you if when you're taking a look at the shot map here, I think we kind of got lucky with a few of our goals. To be honest, like I said, you know, game could have been still been different with, you know, if posts were just you know an inch more in or that sort of thing, right, to go in the net there. Mm-hmm. But you got the one from Delorier here, the blue line. You have uh, this one here from Terry, right, where he, where he walked the, where he walked the line and went in. Mm-hmm. You got this one here from Zegris. That was that slap shot on uh, on the penalty kill or on the power play there, mm-hmm. and then you have like the ridiculousness one of the Silverberg that just happened to go in. Yeah, realistically, these aren't great chances either that we took. Yeah, so we had the chances out front. Don't get me wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know when you take a look, okay, shot on net, shot wide, uh, shot on net, and a shot on net. So like. Luckily, three of the four of those were actually on net, but mm-hmm. um, but even then, uh, like Persuas, uh, I think it was at a negative 1.5 for expected goals save above expected. Mm-hmm. So he had a decent game, but there was definitely one or two that he should have had, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but the fact that those were the shots that we took, right? So, yeah, yeah, for sure. It could be better still. It wasn't a horrible game. But um, at the same time, though, we did have a comment here that I specifically saved oh, yeah. uh, from that live stream here. Um, just 
trying to pull it up right now here window here we go so this is from uh ali h during our watch long who said uh our forwards haven't been shooting and our defense hasn't been defending and gibson's back is broken if that doesn't well, sum up a good part of like yeah just, just gotta applaud that that's beautiful if that doesn't sum up say like i'll go from like the new year's on the Anaheim Ducks, like these last two months, I don't know what does. Yeah, that's, that's so. Perfect. Yeah, Gibson hasn't been great, but also he can't do it fully on his own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely games where we were like, "Where the hell has the offense gone?" And the defense has been the talking point for us for the last like three weeks. So yeah, which is good. Keeps our keeps our content going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just I, I'm kind of getting sick of talking about the same things twice right? a week, right? So yeah. No, I, yeah, you're right. Um, what else we got here for comments? Um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, my the, the last thing I have to say is a positive, so I want to keep it. Yeah, I got long, I got nothing but... else here, so that I okay. wrote down at least. Cool. So, so I'm gonna do a screen share here. This is um, this is Delorier's. No, whose goal was this? Was this Zegers' goal? Fuck, I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> it's uh, a. It's one of the Ducks' goals. I think it was Delorier's. Is it? Yeah, Delorier okay. was up at the. Oh, sorry. Okay, let me let me see it actually. Yeah, where, we gotta watch it. Looking yeah. like where it's looking like it looks like the Zegers one, but the Delorier was yeah. uh, from the blue on there. So either way, it, I, I really like this angle specifically because you can really see Brissois. And so I'll just play it here, and then I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah. So puck goes back up to the blue line. Oh, yes, Delorier's goal. Stop shot in a block. Oh no, this shot. was Zegers's. Yeah. yeah. The puck gets over to Zegers at the dot, who walks in mm. and takes the shot. Yeah. So, here I'm going to play it from here again, and then I'll I'll pause it to talk about it. So, watch Brassois here. Milano comes in from behind, right there. So, first shot's blocked. Milano has positioned himself in between whoever the Vegas defenseman is and Brassois. Mm-hmm. And now, Brassois is expecting the shot to come through, right? Yeah. Or he thinks Milano, it's there. Yeah. He has with Milano in front. He has no idea. Let me back up a few more seconds here. Yeah, oh, I should have done the frame by frame. But <laughs> watch, he he checks to the right of Milano when the yeah Raquel still pushes right it kind there. of to the left. Yeah, so see, he's looking around right there. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And this is the moment when Raquel shovels it over to Zegras. If Milano's not parked there, Brassois knows where that puck is, and I think he makes that save. But because he's out of position, look. He's still looking over there, and Zegers already has as the shot. As it gets off. to Zegers, or just like, yeah. as it gets to his tape, yeah, yeah. And even so, then, he still like takes like a stride or two to come closer to the net. <laughs> yeah. So Brassois is just now realizing, oh fuck, I am out of position, and Zegers yeah. is going to roof it on me, and that's exactly what he does. I mean, he even takes a couple seconds, but he makes Brassois panic a little bit. So yeah. And to me, that is all Milano right there. Yeah, parking himself in front of the that net. net front presence. Yeah, yeah, and we've talked how that's important and how it's cost us goals um, over the last few weeks. But mm. specifically, I want to focus on Milano here because that's the second time I've noticed him being that net front guy on the power play, and I think he does a fantastic job of it. Like we've put Carrick there, we've put mm. Henrique there, Silverberg, and but nobody does it quite like Milano, and I, I love having him there. We don't have him there. We don't get the Dishigan goal. We don't get the Zegras goal. There was another one. I think it was a Raquel goal mm-hmm. on the power play where he was the, the screen in front. So 
Huge shout out to Sonny Milano. A, best flow on the team. B, <laughs> biggest ass on the team, as in <laughs> for covering the goalie. Yeah. Not not biggest asshole, just like actual thickness <laughs> of his butt. I think it's beautiful. I think it's it, it's showing a little bit of a different trend for the NHL again because you normally think, okay, who are you going to put in front of the net for, um, you know, like on on the power play? You're mm-hmm. normally you're, you're thinking, Sean Avery okay, types. yeah, you're going to put the biggest guy you have out there who has like semi decent hands, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Milano, your Corey though, Perry's the guy that can yeah. touch the puck, but is going to win those net front battles, right? Yeah. Sonny Milano is six foot one ninety four. So he's a he's an average, maybe just below average guy who you that, ignore. That's basically the same as me. Yeah, there's like, probably okay, just more so, muscle than, than <laughs> beer belly. But <laughs> so okay, so not a he's definitely smaller than who you would normally think to yeah. put there, right? Mm-hmm. But the guy battles in front of the net for his positioning, right? Mm-hmm. Like as long as you have that drive or that sort of thing, you could be me at five seven. And still make the goalie's life miserable standing in front of that net. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and the have defenseman's to have the drive life. to do it. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're taking yeah. another defenseman out of the play, essentially turning it into a four on three where the goalie hates his life. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's perfect. I I, I love it. I I love having Milano there, and I hope that mm. um, continue with it. that the coaching staff realizes that and keeps him on that power play. So, mm-hmm. which I mean, why wouldn't you like? If yeah. I can notice how impactful he was on that goal, the coaching staff should be able to. And if not, should be. <laughs> I'll, I'll send my resume to to Pat Verbeek, and he can <laughs> he can make his decision there. There you go. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh that's the game against the Golden Knights. Even though it was a five four loss, a lot of things to be positive about. As, mm. as we said on the last episode, we always seem to put in a, a good effort and, and make it a good game against the Golden Knights. It's just yeah, it was another tight finishing. game again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I think this team will be for real when we're on the other side of these games against the Golden Knights, when we're winning these games 5-4 consistently. Yeah. And, you know, looking like the better team, right? I think that's mm-hmm. when we'll know that the Ducks are turning from, you know, your, we'll call them a bubble team for now, into like a contender. Yeah. I think that's that's the benchmark, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, Before we move on with the rest of the podcast here, let's take a quick break. And then we've got a little bit of news, upcoming games. Uh, We're going to give a Gulls update. Well, Nate is anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we've got some trivia coming up. I think that's... Heck yeah. uh, Yeah, that's that's the agenda for the rest of the podcast. But we'll see you on the other side of the break. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So what are you waiting for? 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older? Restrictions apply. See content description or DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, a little bit of news here. This was um, on the uh, 32 Thoughts segment of Hockey Night in Canada last night, Saturday night, so two nights ago, I guess, for you guys uh, that are listening to this on Monday morning or afternoon. Um, this was uh, They talked a little bit about the Ducks, uh, a little bit about free agency as well. Um, nothing too new on like the Lindholm front, so we don't need to touch on that too much. But um, the thing I thought was interesting, and there's not a lot of information on this out there, but... Um, but Jeff Merrick mentioned that Max Comtois is available. Um, that, that's really all we have on it. So it's uh, that he is available, or he's potentially available. Well, it, uh, because, because there is like, a difference, realistically, no, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's it's not like they're actively shopping him around, but like he's been in. I guess discussions. It was my okay. understanding of it. Like I said, there's not a lot of information out there on it right now. It's it's literally just what they said on the broadcast. Yeah. And it's okay. it, it was it was like 30 seconds, but but my understanding is that it, he's probably going to be like part of a package deal to either bring someone in or like if we don't figure things out with Lindholm, it's going to be Lindholm and Comtois going out. That's kind of the way I interpreted it and and this is kind of just my view on it now. But mm-hmm. yeah, basically it's that yeah, the Max Comtois probably isn't going to be a duck, you know, by the time next season starts is is kind of what they said. But oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And at first I was like, what the fuck? Why? But you uh you look up the ducks lines and and they kind of brought this up as well. Um Jeff Merrick did. And Sorry, just while daily face us loading here. I'm gonna stall for time. Stall for time. Stall for time. <laughs> Essentially, well, I mean, it's no secret that Max Comtois has been underperforming this year. Yeah. And it's also kind of hard to try to get back into things though when you keep getting pulled out of the lineup. Exactly. I do gotta say that. That's something I wanted to yeah. mention. I think it was on the last episode. I just kind of forgot mm-hmm. to. Yeah, Comtois yeah, yeah. has been just in and out getting healthy scratched. It, you're not going to get any consistency with any line yeah. mates or just even yourself if you're not mm-hmm. playing. So, yeah. but well, well, Daily Faceoff isn't wanting to load for me right now. So, <laughs> oh, um, here we've got the morning puck. We're going to use that. I don't know how okay. accurate it is. Well, I, I know it's accurate. These names look familiar. Max Comtois is a, a left winger, right? Right now we have playing our left side, Adam Henrique, Sonny Milano, Sam Steele, and Nick Delorier. Okay, he can also play center. So who do we got at center? Ryan gets left, Trevor Zegris, Isaac Lundestrom, and then, I mean, Carrick or Grant, whoever you want to put there. Okay, so I, realistically, if we were to say lose out on Getzlaff next season, right? He might retire or something mm-hmm. like that. 
there could potentially still be a place for him. Yeah. But where is that place? Because exactly. Lundstrom he's not, has been he's not doing top great. Six. On, yeah, Lundstrom has been doing great uh on that third line. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you get rid of Getzlaff, Zegers goes up to the first line, Lundstrom second, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be mad about that. Um, but the thing is, Comtois is he's not a bottom six forward. He's no, he's not supposed to be. He's at least a middle six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and he's he was our top scorer last year, which doesn't say a lot because what was it, 10 goals and 30 points or yeah, 16 goals, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It it wasn't good, anyways. But you look at the centers that we have in the system. First off, Mason McTavish could be NHL ready as soon as next year in a mm. in a depth role. Um we've got Bo Grew who he's got to make the jump next year otherwise he's his NHL career is done. Um the other name uh Vinny Letary they have as a center slash right winger. Um he mostly comes up and plays the wing but I guess technically a center. I don't know, but uh, to me like center like depth center is something you can fill in free agency. So, yeah, like as much as I like Comtois, I think a change of scenery might be good for him. And right now, there's just no room for him on the side. Like, I, you can try all you want, but no one's going to convince me that Comtois deserves to be in the lineup above of any of those eight guys that we just named. Delorier has been having a just a solid reliable season, mm-hmm. which is what you want because you're not getting that from Comtois. We got to keep him up to get a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Carrick, same thing. Like, that grant Carrick delorier line has been solid. Like, nothing to complain about, which is what you want from your fourth line. And they've also been kind of producing, which is mm-hmm. a bonus. Um, Steel, Lundestrom, Silverberg, solid line. And you're not taking out Henrik, Milano, Zegris, Getzlaff. Even Terry or Raquel, if you wanted to put Comtois on the right, like that's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Oh, now it's taking a while to load. Okay, here we go. I did pull up uh, Comtois' contract as well because obviously GMs are going to yeah. be looking at that in trade talks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on the first year currently right now of a two-year contract, valued overall at four million seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah. So it's not a massive it cap hit. Uh, 2.03 uh yep. million per year so um and then he's an rfa at once that deal yeah so it's it's not a horrible contract to take on you get mm-hmm. signing rights to him i don't want him i don't want to lose him i just want him to do what we know he what we know he can yeah so i, I don't know I, point, got, I got mixed feelings on it but yeah at, at this point what we could get for Comtois is more valuable than what we are getting out of Comtois, I think. Or no, let me yeah, rephrase that. Okay. What we would the value that we'd get in return for Comtois is more valuable than what he would bring to this team if we put him in the lineup and took somebody else out. Because mm-hmm. already I think putting Comtois in over anyone else right now is kind of a net loss. At, at the very worst, it's you're just even. But I, I think teams are willing to pay for Max Comtois because this kid was a first-round pick, was he not? Uh, second round, 50th overall. Okay, mid-second round. But he was huge in the World Juniors for Team Canada. He's yeah, He has a captain. very, very high potential. He was honestly a steal mm. in the second round. Um, 
late second round at that. So and on a decent contract, like I think he could go to a cup contending team, play on the third line, and just like tear it just up, light it, light it up. Yeah. Like the thought of Max Comtois on the third line of say Tampa Bay or Carolina that's or Florida, that that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And thank God those are teams in the East that I just named. But <laughs> so yeah, that's and I think we could easily get a first round pick for him or like a just a like second a, and a prospect. Second and a prospect, second and like a, a young defenseman, like depth yeah. defenseman. Like all, all pieces that we need more so than Max Com- Max Comtois, who's just mm-hmm. a depth forward. Like we have our depth forwards right now. Are they s- stellar? No. Are they what we need and what giving us what we want? Yeah. So, sorry, I'm just... Because one guy that keeps coming up around quite a bit that a lot of people are thinking could use a change of scenery um, is Sam Steele. Yeah, that's would too. Would you rather give up Comtois or Steele to get something in return? That's tough. I think because I, I personally would go down the steel route because we know Comtois can do it. You don't want to say yeah. have like a Calgary Sam Bennett situation where the guy has potential. Yeah. You're just not helping it whatsoever. And then mm-hmm. he goes on to put up a potentially 30 goal season like Bennett is currently doing in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I think the return on Comtois is higher than steel. I think that. It seems Steele has some chemistry with Lundestrom there. Okay. And I, I don't, I wouldn't want to break that up. Um, Both guys are going to be RFAs after this season, though, as well. Okay. What's, uh, oh, sorry, Steele and uh, Lundestrom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they're both at the same contracts right now, but two years apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. See, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it honestly depends on what the returns would be, right? Like, yeah, I, I would be fine with trading both of them. Well, not both, but like one or the other of them. Yeah, but to like actually compare them, I, I would have to see like, okay, this is the ask on Comtois, or this is what we we would get in return for Comtois. This is what we would get in return for Steel. Mm-hmm. To I think make an actual decision, but also. I don't see us signing Steel for any more than what Comtois is making right now. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So, like, yes, we have lots of cap room, but we also have a lot of guys to sign. So, yeah, I I think long long term, keeping Steel around is is better. That's what I think, anyways. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm just taking a look at our histories as well, or like our. Uh, sorry, our injuries, not our histories. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Manson's out. He will be a UFA this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brendan Gooley and uh, Benoit are both RFAs. Hamas Lindholm is a UFA. Uh, Carrick to Laurier, Getzlaff, and Raquel are all UFAs on the front end. You have Milano, Steele, and Lundestrom as RFAs on the front end. That's all just this after this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. It's done. So sorry, sorry. The other thing I want to say as well here is I, I totally forgot Max Jones it existed, and he's on our IR right now, and he's also oh, a yeah. left winger. So like, 
you know, he, you look at our team fully healthy, there's not room for all of, um, who did I say here? Henrique, Milano, Steele, Delorier, Comtois, and Jones mm-hmm. on the left side. So yeah, one, might be one of them has there. to go, and I don't think it's Jones, and I, it's, it's one of Steele and Comtois. Mm-hmm. So I, now, that, now that I think about it a little bit more, I think the comment on 32 Thoughts is more like one of these guys has to go. Yeah. Comtois and Steele. Steele, we obviously know, is, you know, available if the deal is right. The And now I think it's, okay, Comtois is also available if the deal is right. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. It's not like they're actively being shopped around, but teams know that they can call and ask about Comtois. Yeah. Well, it'll definitely be interesting. What, we got two weeks now till deadline? By the time this episode drops, yeah, it'll be two weeks. Yeah. So... Um, With which leaves about a week left to try to figure out Lindholm, Raquel, and Manson. Yeah, we are we are about yeah. to get into some shit really quickly here, we're, everybody. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> it's have gonna go news. from we got nothing <laughs> to okay, everybody's fucking traded or signed. So yeah, I, I don't know if this is necessarily new information, but now that you bring that up, um, Jeff Merrick did say like if. Lundestrom's not signed, or sorry, not Lundestrom, Lindholm isn't signed um, within a week, then he's going somewhere else, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Pat Verbeek's kind of already said that. Publicly, but, yeah. Yeah, but now we, we kind of have the timeline, like, okay, week to sign him, if we don't sign him, week to trade him. Yeah. And that's it. Man. Obviously, I'd love to keep him, but, like, mm-hmm. you could get a fucking return oh man good okay think of this <laughs> we trade Lindholm and Comtois and I don't know you throw whatever else in can you imagine the defenseman we could get for Lindholm Comtois plus the thing we is get though, whoever is it, the is fuck it, we wanted the thing though is if you're giving Lindholm to a team it's to a contender who needs just that one more solid defenseman to push them over, right? Yeah. They're not giving up a top defense guy. Unless they have a surplus on whatever. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a, something in my, my head. Maybe that's something I'll uh, task myself with finding on for Wednesday is potential defenseman where it's like, okay, if they get Lindholm, they no longer need this um, second or third pairing defenseman that's actually has like first pairing potential. So, excuse me. Yeah, sorry, okay. I said I was tired. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Do you have any more thoughts on the whole Comtois thing? Uh, not really. Yeah, just it's it's gonna get busy potentially here some way or another. But I say potentially yeah. because this is also the Anaheim Ducks that are pretty quiet overall. So mm-hmm. there's a reason that like, oh hey, Max Comtois might be on the table here has been talked about for the last. 10, 12 minutes because there's not a whole lot news wise to really talk about, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is a team that keeps very quiet to themselves. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Let's, uh, let's jump ahead a little bit and go to a goals update here. Uh, Yeah, sure. Sorry. I got to zoom in on this stuff here. 
so yeah, the San Diego Gulls still not doing too great. They are sitting in seventh place in the Pacific Division right now, a nineteen twenty four and two record. Um, not bad, but also not great. Yeah, it's it's all right. Uh, we got Tucson and San Jose behind us, though, which feels just like the normal NHL anyway. <laughs> um, top five players right now, and I still haven't learned his name for some goddamn reason. Uh. Your number one is uh, Nicholas Broliard. I hope I'm saying that right. 43 games played and 28 points, eight goals in the season there. Uh, Daniel Reagan is sitting second in points for the Gulls at 26 in 37 games. Uh, Braden Tracy, 37 games, 26 points as well. And then Hunter Drew and Yukis. Uh, Yukis, what the fuck? <laughs> Lucas uh, Elvenez. Oh my god! I am horrible on names today. Elvines. I can't remember if it's Elvines or Elvines. I think it's Elvines. Elvines. Yeah, uh, who are both tied at twenty-four points. Uh, Elvines has played forty games. Uh, who he's actually done better with the goals. Um, I'm just trying That's to pull good. that stat back up here quick. Just um, yeah, where do we go here? Yeah, so with San Diego, he's played 20 games, uh, five goals and nine assists for 14 points. Whereas with the Henderson Silver Knights, they're playing 20 games, uh, two goals and eight assists for 10 points there. So he's, yeah, oh, four so. four points better. Um, yeah, in the same, in amount, same of amount of games. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. He's doing all right there for us. So, and uh, just to throw it out there as well, uh, Jacob Perot sitting uh, sixth at 23 points in 38 games, and Vinny Terry 24 games and 22 points there. So, that's your top seven, I guess. Nice. And uh, taking a look at uh, some goalie stats as well here, we'll just stick with the main two guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie, oh, sorry, Ollie X and Eck. Uh, it's currently. A four eleven and one goaltender with a three point five one goals against average and a eight eight seventy seven save percentage. Lucas Dostal had, but but Lucas Dostal is doing a lot better than the last time we checked in here. Mm-hmm. He's got a two point seven goals against, a twelve nine and zero record, and a nine thirteen save percentage. Those, That's those a hell of a want. lot better yeah. than we were seeing in even the last update. I mm-hmm. think he was sitting in like the higher 800 so that's that's yeah. fantastic to see because um you know that is our goalie of the future and we haven't gotten the chance yet to talk about lucas dostal the goal scorer the sniper yeah the absolute hot shot defense or offensive goaltender apparently stopped mm-hmm. making 51 saves and scoring a goal just to just to make it perfect mm-hmm Damn, that beautiful. Like blew up that night, which, and it was so great to see. Honestly, um, yeah. I can't yeah, wait. Not only does he have up. the stats that you just listed off, which is like a pretty solid season. The guy's got a goal. <laughs> yeah, considering the gulls are a bottom feeder. Yeah, and, and he has a shutout as well. I don't remember if you mentioned that, but like, plus a goal. Like, come on. I did not mention that, and you are correct. Yes, there is a shutout in there. So yeah, twenty-four games played, fifty-nine goals over that time. So. Yeah, no, he's, like they're, they're solid yeah. numbers. He's played about f- looks about four hundred. No, not four hundred. Jesus, my bad. No, wait. Yeah, four hundred more minutes. Sorry. Oh, then Ericsson Eck. Yeah, yeah, then Ericsson Eck. Yeah, yeah. Twenty. Okay, so we'll just go with games played here. Twenty-four to seventeen currently. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah, not bad yeah, for Erickson. a rookie. 
Yeah, Eriksson X numbers are not looking good. Like I, I know in the past he's been like pretty comparable to Dostal, not like yeah. the same, like a little bit less. But the, I don't. He must be having a rough season because yeah, like, it, there's nothing real good to talk about there. Yeah, it's not so. been going great there. So, but Dostal on the up uh, compared to our last check in there. That's what you want to mm-hmm. see. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. as long as you see improvement in the guys that you're developing, that's really all that matters. Obviously, yeah. guys are wanting to win and that sort of thing, and it helps, right? But really, the AHL is the developmental league. You want to see guys develop. You want to see them get better. You want to see stats like this improve. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It's it's exactly what you want. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break here. And then on the other side, we'll talk about the upcoming game against Chicago and do some what's quacking. What's up, everybody? This is Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres of the Hockey Podcast Network. Things are not going very well in Sabreland uh, this season or really for the past 10 years or so. However, we here at Straight Up Sabres are so excited to keep bringing you guys the latest Sabres news with everything ranging from interviews with some of your favorite Twitter follows all the way up to former players and everything in between. We have got you covered with your weekly coverage of the Buffalo Sabres. That's right. We got a lot coming up uh, through the rest of the season and into the offseason. Who's going to coach the team next year? Uh, is Kevin Adams going to have a new boss? Will he be a president of hockey operations? Will there be an assistant GM? Are they going to fill out their scouting staff? How many times will I cry next year? Maybe zero. I'm dead inside. Will Jack Eichel be here? Sam Reinhardt going to get extended? You know, all this and more on Straight Up Sabres. Exciting stuff. So make sure you're checking us out wherever you're listening to podcasts and following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. So just to answer those guys' uh, question there, will Jack Eichel still be a Sabre? No, he's a Vegas Golden Knight who scored no points whatsoever against the Ducks that game. (laughs) Yeah. Love to see it. <sighs> okay, like upcoming it. game against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. That is um, on Tuesday. That will be in Chicago at 5.30 Pacific time. The Blackhawks, uh, they've been not great lately. Um, yeah, no. We're since the technically break, doing better. <laughs> Yeah, since the All-Star break, they have a win against Edmonton, Winnipeg, New Jersey, Edmonton again. I'm ashamed. And that's it. <laughs> in like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. In 10 games, four wins. And then they play Tampa tonight. So another loss there <laughs> probably. So there's hope. Yeah, uh, as we're recording this at uh, 1.30 Pacific on Sunday the Chicago Blackhawks are four, five, and one in their last ten. We're kind of in the same boat uh, again at the time of recording. Three, six, and one for the Anaheim Ducks. Um, but uh, yeah, we got like point zero five on the win percentage. It looks like here. So, um, or oh no, sorry, like point one, point one something. I can't math today. Apparently, that's okay. You can't math any day. I can't math any day. Exactly. We we talked about this on the live stream of how how we met, and it was because I couldn't math. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the Anaheim Ducks with a th- uh, 535 points percentage and the Chicago Blackhawks with a 429. Um, they definitely have improved from the start of the season, that's for sure, Absol- but uh, it's, it's still not going great there for the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, in at least on the scoreboard. However, their players are still doing great. Patrick Kane mm-hmm. is leading the team with 56 points. 
Alex yeah, Debrinket with 31 goals on the season already, still with like just like 30 some to go, I think, or like high or high 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Mark Andre Fleury has still been doing all right. He's got an 823 uh, goals against, and I'm just trying to pull up uh, the rest of his numbers here. Uh, 17, 19, and four record, a 283 and a 911 save percentage, four shutouts in that time as well. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, <laughs> you, you say Chicago, and I'm like, okay, this is a game we should win. But then you like think about all the players they have and like how well that they're are doing. still like, doing well. It's just as a team, it's not going great. So, yeah. Exactly. So it's, yeah. I don't know how this one's going to go, honestly. I really mm-hmm. don't. Uh, taking a look here, just again, a reminder, we're recording this earlier on Sunday, so the Ducks haven't played or anything like that just yet. Uh, the previous five games, Patrick Kane has five goals in five games. Seth Jones has four assists. Patrick Kane has nine points. Um, compared to Ricard Raquel in the last five games, having three goals, Cam Fowler uh, with four points, points and assists leading the team in the last five games so mm-hmm. it we you look at the standings yeah we should beat them but man over the last five i'm actually not sure how to feel about this game not gonna lie yeah exactly it's gonna be a good battle i think i, I hope so that, that's really all i hope for now like yeah. yeah it sucks when we lose games but i just want to see the effort there and i want to see improvement game over yeah. game and and so far we haven't seen that we've been making the same mistakes since the all-star break yeah exactly so um, so i want to see some improvement against chicago that's all Mm -hmm. i hope for i don't care if it's win or lose at this point yeah that's fair enough so yeah okay um let's move on to what's quacking here yeah (laughs) so you asked me to find something here uh and that i did i found a (laughs) 299 question trivia Holy shit. Do. Don't worry. We're not going through all of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, kind of. We're, we're going to see how far you can get. That's that's really right. the point of this. So um, this is a quiz that is, can you name, the, um, hold on. That's not real words. <laughs> it says, can you name the name an NHLer from each combo of two teams since 2007? Which, that's a stupid title. Basically, um, there's every possible pairing of teams aside from Vegas and Seattle since they're they're so new. Um, and since 2007, you just have to name a player. Sorry, I'm giving free ads away here. You just have to name <laughs> a player that has played for both of those teams. So obviously, you, you know, you can name a player and you, you'll probably knock off like three or four possibilities here. Yeah. So, uh, And what we also realized uh, just testing this out or Carter testing this out beforehand mm-hmm. is... If you get it right, it'll just pop up with an alphabetical name of somebody who has played for both teams. So yeah. as long as something pops up, it means that it's correct. Yeah, the the name might be totally totally off. Yeah, so, if if uh, you're if, if you're watching this on YouTube, sorry, that's just more of a disclaimer there. And like before it pops up for like someone else's name. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just listening to this though, Carter will just do the little ding. It's correct. So yeah. Um, I'll toss the link in the description uh, for this as well. So if you want to go and test it out before listening to this part, you can do that. So uh, give it a pause now. Um, Go do the quiz if you want. 
and you know figure out your score and then come back and see how you did in comparison to yeah. Nate and obviously this, let us know if you've done better than him or yeah and uh, this also has a 20 minute timer I think what what do we decide five or ten minutes we're gonna give me uh we're making good time so we'll do 10 minutes all right here. sounds good yeah. all right um honestly when I did I got most of mine after 10 as well after that it was just like scrolling back and forth and okay again. so okay good. are you ready to go here yeah, I think so. Let's see who we got. <laughs> okay, your time starts now. All right. Uh, I'm going to start with... Um, I had who I wanted to start with. <laughs> uh, let's go... I, I'm just... Okay, I'm just. I'm taking a look at the list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's take it to Anaheim, guys. Uh, Bobby Ryan. Oh, good one. I don't think I did him. Yeah, knocked off six right off the bat. Perfect. Uh, okay, other... Uh, Corey Perry. Nice. Good one. Sorry. Dang. There we go. Yeah, another six. Uh, Anderson. Uh, Freddie Anderson. Yes. Oh, man. Who else? Corey Perry. Uh, Ryan Get. Uh, no, sorry. Not Getz. Uh, Ryan Kessler. Yes. Uh, Kevin Bieksa. Oh, good one. Bieksa. Um. Oh no, because he played for Vancouver Anaheim as well. So, oh, so that one's been done so, already. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, let's see who else we have here: Calgary, Colorado, Calgary, LA, Minnesota. Um, let's throw in. We were talking about him just off air earlier. Uh, Patrick Line should be take off one. Uh, should why didn't that? You you probably got the team. Okay, already. Columbus um, and. Winnipeg, I guess. Okay, we tried it out with this guy, so let's go Cam Talbot. Oops. Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, oh, there we go. Our screen's not... Or like, I have the screen share of it. It's not uh, updating it right away. Uh, oh, okay, so we're at... Lag, okay, yeah. so... Okay, Cam Talbot. Let's go with... I'm just even trying to... Uh, uh, oh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's go with that. Oh, there you go. Yep. Um... Okay, let's think of some older guys here that have moved around a little bit. Uh, Joe Pavelski. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, we'll go with another Joe in Thornton. Oh, yeah. And we'll do his buddy Marlowe. Nice. I think that might take yeah. one off. Yeah, okay. Yeah. On a roll now. Uh, let's go with... Uh, this will only take off one, but Martin Broder. I'm trying to go through goalies now. Yeah, you, you'll knock off a surprising amount just thinking of goalies. Remember, yeah. it's from 2007, though. 2007 onwards. True. Don't go okay. too old. Don't go too old. Okay. Um, 2007. Uh, Toskala, I think, was still playing? Uh, yep. Yeah, Tazu okay. Kwano there. Yeah. Uh, let's go with... Uh, I'm, I'm at no like thinking straight on this one at this point now. <laughs> um uh Subban. Cuz this can go for Malcolm for, or for PK. Both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got quite a few there. Uh okay, who who else now? Let's go with uh oh, Milano. Oh yeah. That might get that might knock one off. Yep, there we go. Uh let's go uh, Brian Bur- Burrows. Uh, I've already got that one. Damn oh, it. That team 
set of teams, apparently. Okay. Um. Oh man, you should uh do what you did with Anaheim, but do it with Calgary, like guys. Yeah. Are. Okay. Uh, Lindholm. Because I could work for a couple guys, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you got a few there. Got a couple there. Uh, let's go with um, Richie. There's the brothers oh, there as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Big jump there. <laughs> let's go. Uh, another Anaheim guy, Patrick Maroon. Yeah, got six. Okay, I'm just going to pull out the... Uh, oh, no, there's so many young guys on the Ducks, actually. It's not going to work as well. Um, let's go uh, Keith. Thing in Chicago yeah. earlier there, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Uh, let's go with I think you guys who have kind of been around. Oh my God, Yager! Oh, there you go. <laughs> Nine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay, that's just in 2007. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think of some more guys here. Uh, Neil. And E A L. And then let's try N E I L. I think there's a guy uh, there. No, not doing anything there. Okay, uh, Avery. Nope. Seriously? Okay. Um. Hmm. Yeah. See, now I'm just like getting stuck on random guys. Okay, I'm just gonna yeah. pull up if I'm allowed to. Can I just pull up like a like the like top a list of teams? Guys? Or like oh, just no, like, you can't just, look at. Okay, so I can no. pull up teams though. Can I pull up yeah, teams? Yeah, sure. Okay. yeah, sure. Yeah, just to like remind yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got okay, quite a few, um, like you've got Arizona, Colorado, Arizona, Dallas, Arizona, Edmonton, Arizona, Vancouver. So if you name some Arizona Oh, Jesus guys, Christ. Okay, let's go, with, uh, let's go with Andrew Ladd. Yep. I'll take off a couple. Uh, Goligoski. Oh, God, you're testing my spelling. Goligoski. <laughs> yep. Sweet. Uh, okay, we got we got four twenty left to go. Oh fuck! Um, <laughs> trying to think who else is on the uh, Arizona Coyotes. There's not many people. <laughs> uh, oh, into Colorado one. Uh, Kemper. Yeah, there you go. I'll take off a couple. Yep, got a few there. Um, well, there's, there's a big name there. Big trade bait in that Arizona right now. Big trade bait in Arizona. Who the fuck? Uh, Kessel. Yeah. Is that oh, who you were already, thinking of or no? <laughs> it was, yeah. We, apparently we've okay. already knocked off Arizona Toronto though. So oh, okay. But there should have been Pit, no, it should have been Pittsburgh, Arizona in there. Um must have done that too. Uh Boyle. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> uh okay, I'm taking a look here. Uh let's go uh Tuck T U C H. Yep, got one. Okay, uh, let's go. Oh, we can knock off this one. Um, uh, Giordano. They'll take yeah. off one. Uh, oh, no, because Seattle's not in it. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, Weber. Weber? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a few there. Uh, okay, let's go. We said line A already. Uh, Felino, because there's two brothers. Yep. Got five. Took off five there. Um, yeah, see, I can't see everything. Uh, oh, yeah, Lack. L- uh, L-A-C-K. I'm seeing Carolina, Vancouver there. So. Yep. Uh, Chicago, I can scroll Detroit. down if you want some more options here. Yeah, just a couple. See if I can there, we'll go to think of anything. 
Uh, Arizona, uh, Hill. Yep. Arizona, San Jose, I saw there. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo, Florida. See, like, there's some things that just don't really trade with each other. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, but it's free agency too, right? Yeah. Or, or waiver claims or whatever. Okay, yeah, true. Um, Jaguar? Uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> uh, you... E R E, I think. Oh, wait. No, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, Carolina, Montreal. Uh, oh, who the hell was that? Uh, it starts with a K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the um, name? Oh, son of a bitch. Cockney Emmy. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, nobody. I can't really think of guys that just went like Anaheim to San Jose, let's say. Um, And yeah, some of those are going to be a bit harder. Holy fuck. Mm. I I could think of one and it took me basically till the end for Arizona. Uh, Okay, I'm seeing Calgary, Ottawa here. Let's go Lazar. Yep. Took off a couple there. Okay, I got a minute 10. Holy fuck. Um, (laughs) Since 2000. uh, Chelios. Uh nope, must have used oh, up those okay. teams already. Um oh son of a bitch. <laughs> uh Islanders, um Paul Mary. Yep. Okay. Uh sorry, I stopped doing the dings for you. Sorry, okay. I'm trying to think of Golden Knights guys. Uh Theodore. Remember uh they're not uh, oh right! Actually, a part of it, but you, you okay. got a couple with you. Okay, so. so okay, so okay, so Devils, Sharks, Wild, um, Burns. Yep, got Minnesota, San Jose. Okay, um, Jones, seconds. Jones, yeah, a few there, and uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Carter. Nice. Got a couple more seconds. Give me one more name. Um. Uh, okay, I'm technically out okay. of time. No, that's good. Yep. You got a. Oh. Get out of here. Sorry, okay. Sorry. Can I give one more? Can I give one more? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. As the againla. One fifty-two is what you got in ten minutes. Okay. So not bad. So over half of it in half the time. Yeah. Exactly. So. Okay. Um, if you want off air, we can keep going for the other ten minutes, or and yeah, uh, sure. Then we'll uh, we'll see what it can do. We'll maybe. see what you can get and post your results online for other people to try and compete with you for the full yeah. twenty minutes. But yeah, fun. that uh, what'd you think of that? That was good. I enjoyed that. It kind of made me think of like, okay, who's like who's played on multiple teams and like where have they gone and stuff like that. So, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's cool that like yeah, it'll take off like what team has already been done because yeah, there's been let's say like a couple trades of. Uh, um, to like Toronto, Anaheim, or something like yeah. that. So yeah, it kind of it kind of makes you think. So I yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wish that it actually showed the name that you put in instead of some random name. But yeah, just like uh, whatever alphabetical order it was. So yeah, but no, it's uh it's pretty cool. I, someone um in a fantasy league I'm in sent that to our Discord, and um someone got like 96 on their first try, and like it, it was like 20 minutes Damn. after the link was sent. So it's not like they. <laughs> had a, a chance to like do it multiple times so it was 
Yeah, that's pretty good. They, they said the only one they were missing was like um, Toronto, Edmonton, and then there was like a few other ones. But like, okay, Toronto, Edmonton. I just, I just want to see if I can think of somebody. There, there's two that should be pretty obvious, I think. Or that may be to me. I don't know, but Toronto, Edmonton. There's two that are obvious. Obvious because they play there like right now. Oh god, okay, that kind of made it harder actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Toronto Maple Leaf. Sorry, they play in Edmonton or they play in Toronto right now. Sorry, they play in Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so maybe why. that's okay, why so it's obvious to bit, me, but yeah. That's a, that's a little bit more difficult. Um Yeah, I'm not sure offhand. I'm t- I'm taking yeah, a look just okay. like at, at the roster <laughs> just to see if I can figure it out. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to the Edmonton Oilers here. Uh, come on. Where's the roster? Where's the roster here? Here we go. Let's see if I can figure this out. I'd be very surprised if you couldn't. Oh, also a couple. Of- it's um, <laughs> Tyson Berry and Zach Hyman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, there, there was also a couple of Calgary guys. I'm surprised you didn't say. So I think you got all the Anaheim ones that like kind of jumped out at me, like Perry and mm-hmm. um, Kessler, and I forget who else you said. But oh, BX uh, would have been a good guess yeah, as well. Yeah, BX but... uh, was another one. Um, yeah, I forget who else I had said as well. Oh, Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I missed Hiller. I missed Hiller. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. You still got ten minutes. It's good. But yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of helping you out, giving you a head start <laughs> for the. The back half, but after, um, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, there was two guys on Calgary that you missed that would have got, I think, quite a few, uh, not quite a few off. Uh, well, he said again, as a buzzer beater. Yeah, there's another veteran that's been around for a long time in the NHL. Not not necessarily in Calgary, but he's played like Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Boston. Calgary, Edmonton. Uh, LA. <laughs> okay, you you said Edmonton, Boston, and I went to Ference. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. I don't think he played for Calgary. No, I'm not sure if that's the exact order he followed, but there, yeah, there's definitely Calgary, Edmonton, Boston, and LA in there. And there's probably people listening to this as they're driving to work on Monday and just like screaming in their yeah, car. probably. <laughs> Cal- okay, who is who's he playing for currently then? Calgary. He's played for Calgary currently. And he's played for Edmonton, Boston, and LA. Uh, I feel like there was another team. Oh, Lucic. Yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> why was I, thinking, so why was I thinking like Gabranson? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one for Calgary Anaheim, though. Oh, yeah, because I would yeah. also knock off Ottawa, and there's another team that he played for. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I don't remember who it is. Anyways, we can wrap up here. Um, <laughs> yeah, let us know in the, the comments on YouTube or, or whatever what you got on this or, or DM us at Quack Report Pod, DM Nate mm-hmm. at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S, if you think you're better than him. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say before we wrap up here, Nate? That's it. You took the last thing I do say on the show. <laughs> ah, okay, cool. <laughs> well, you can find out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, all those places. Give us likes, subscribes, all that fun stuff. And myself at Carter underscore Pots, P O T T S underscore 97 on Twitter as well. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Oh, I got 251 on the trivia as well, so beat that.